Beauty and the Beast. <laughs> yes, that's what I was thinking. <laughs> it's the ending. It's the end battle of Beauty and the Beast. There's just like a there's just like a wardrobe running around. <laughs> Anyang Sao, welcome to Afternoon Delight, where Leah, Megan, and Amy, romance novelists, and your K romance guides. So grab some deck bokey and listen to your new favorite unease. Hey, everybody. Hello. Hi there. So at the time of this recording, uh, Mercury is in retrograde for those that celebrate astrology, which, you know, I'm on the fence, but I I have to say this Mercury in retrograde has hit hard. How about either of you? Have you feel like things have gone wonky? Yeah. Like, oh, this absolutely. Is, I am... This week, this week is terrible. It's ending wonderfully because I'm seeing, I'm going to the August D concert on Friday in Chicago and I'm so excited. And he's in Chicago at this very moment right now because his first concert is tonight and I totally forgot about that. And then I saw him on Instagram. I'm like, oh my God, he's on like Lake Michigan. But my week is fucked right now. Like I, I can't, I don't even know how I got here. <laughs> <laughs> I just, it's been raining for like five days, um, like straight. And my seasonal depression is just like, I mean, I am so apathetic and I, it's terrible. It's, it's honestly bad. I need there to be some sun. So I don't know if that has anything to do with it, but I really need sun. Yeah. And I just feel like electronics and communications are meant to be things that can go awry in Mercury retrograde. And I just feel like stuff's just going completely like hog wild wired and Amy called me out today because I called you both out about our blues in the Instagram. Oh my gosh, well I was prepping it for uh I was I was prepping it for YouTube and I was like, "What the hell?" Like she never even said like we should do this for the pod. It was just like, "Fuck you guys for not watching." Like the whole I never said fuck the you. whole write up. No, it was an implied fuck you. It wasn't fuck you. I just said you both. I tried to sell it to you. You both it weren't sold apparently, so I am highly recommending it as a must see drama, and everyone else should watch it. I would and like to Amy's read like, the write up. Well, this is not. Amy's like this wasn't in the schedule, and I was like, oh yeah, God. no kidding, because I I lead from behind. You, I'm not gonna take. I'm going to not force you. <laughs> please let me. Please let me book. read the write up for today's show. <laughs> in a previous podcast, Leah tried to sell Megan and Amy on a drama. She thought she made a pretty good case but not good enough because neither of her co-hosts ever watched our blues. <laughs> but you know who did? Our friend of the pod, Afternoon Asks host and founder of K-Drama This, Sarah. We refused to let this beautiful, emotive, excellently written drama fly under the radar for one more day. No, no, but then skip to the end. Just because yes. Megan and Amy are missing out doesn't mean yes. you should. Let's rally, fam! <laughs> That's not an F you. That's saying very That is not thing. that is a call out, not a call in. <laughs> I feel attacked because I want to watch this drama. I'm crying. But I have a very overwhelming life lately with other yeah. obligations and cannot watch something that is not for the pod. Well, I will say that our blues has been out for a really like a long time now. We watched stuff that came out years ago. Like I know, but I'm just saying, like you've been too busy for like a year. (laughs) Yes, yes, (laughs) yes. I have. I've been too busy to take this in for an entire year. I just can't pencil it in. It's fine. Look, I don't know if it's your drama, and that's fine. I wasn't going to put it on the pod because 
you know, if is you there, wanted to watch it, you would. Is there a sad bastard mage in it? No, but it's Kim Woo Bin is a wearing mm. like no, but there are fishermen overalls. Mm. Yeah, but he's not. He's not sad. Which, by the way, I mentioned to Neil. I was like, "Look, I Black Knight is coming up. That's the Kim Woo Bin drama. That's very post-apocalyptic." Um, and it's only like six episodes, I think I saw as well, yeah. by the way. So I had said something to him a while ago. I was like, maybe this is a this is a show we can watch together. My, and it was a while. My ago. son might watch it with me. And then last night he turns to me and he's like, he's like frowning at his phone. He's like, are you going to watch this Black Knight show? Like an is old that man. How he talks? And I was, <laughs> no. <laughs> I mean, we've heard Neil now. Like, that's I not know. how Neil talks. That's not how he does. <laughs> but I was like. Are you kidding me? Because I mentioned that drama like two months ago that I wanted to watch it with you. And he's like, it looks like it has like a Mad Max vibe. And I was like, I said that to you. I said those exact words to you. <laughs> so he might. We'll see. Because he's real. he just finished watching Money Heist, the Spanish version, and like mm-hmm. loved it. So I feel like he's like branching out from repeats of The Office. <laughs> I'm really proud of him. <laughs> So, um, yeah. Speaking of which, and then we'll pivot, and I'm going to figure out how to connect this needle. Did you see, like, the funny video that um, Rain Wilson made of On the plane? In first- yeah, on the yeah. plane. And the guy across the aisle from him No, was sitting right it. next to him. Oh, I thought he was across no, the they aisle. No, he was right next to him. Okay. Was watching The Office for, like, the majority of the plane ride. And, like, he was sitting there being like, do I say something? Because he had a mask on, like- so you couldn't yeah. tell it was him. Oh, Okay. So he said that he just started to slowly just pull the mask down over time. Like, and I'm like, like oh, and then he started talking to him. He was like, do you like the show yes. or something? And he's like, yeah, it starts off slow, but it gets good or whatever. And he said, as he was talking to him, he just kept pulling the mask down slower and slower until like, and he said it took a while until the guy was like, like brain explode. So yeah, just imagine That's- we could be watching some K-drama on a plane. And all of a sudden have somebody be like, so what do you think of Boys Over Flowers? I'm like, oh, that's toxic, but I like it. And then it's, <laughs> and it's like, even how? <laughs> well, that's, and so- he's like, lick my boots. Yeah. <laughs> I was going to say, that's like, uh, you know, Sugar in Chicago, like, had a mask, like, around his neck while he was outside. So obviously he was wearing his mask. Imagine if you were on a plane next to Yoongi. Well, I just want to speak to that because the video of him at, like, Michigan, he has a leopard print furry hat. He does. That I have gotten a replica of to wear as a knockoff to the concert. I was like, I could have been on Michigan Avenue in traffic, looked over at Lake Michigan, and seen a short dude in black wearing that hat and been like, oh, it's Yoongi. Because that hat is, like, the most, like, I was like, you might as well just put an alarm on yourself and walk around like, hey. <laughs> Like, and I mean, at, at this point, like, I know how the idols walk. Like, my, like, <laughs> 80s, I, like, if I saw them in, like, full disguise, but walking on the street, I'd be like, oh, I know, because that's how Young walks, like, because I'm crazy. <laughs> so I feel like I would know that. By the way, I was telling my coworkers, we had a team lunch yesterday, and I was telling them, we were talking about concerts and stuff, and I was, like, telling them, oh, I'm going to this concert on Friday, and then I'm going to see the same concert in California in a couple weeks, and they're like, oh, who? And I said... It's August D, who is Sugar from BTS, and they're like someone. And one of the people I was with was like, "Isn't that like a boy band?" I'm like, "Well, they're like in their late twenties, and like you know, many of them are thirty. I'm like, so they're not really a boy band." Um, and then I don't remember how the conversation, you know, continued, but they then they were all shocked that I wasn't going to this concert because of my seventeen year old daughter. That I was just going for me. I was like, "Oh no, 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 no! There are." 
thousands and thousands and thousands of adult women who are fans of K-pop because K-pop is awesome. It's like, no, no, no. My daughter wants nothing to do with this concert. It's all me. And 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 I just want to mention, like, Backstreet Boys and is they're like still touring. So yeah. you know, it's all good. Yes. But I'm also not going to make that comparison. Like, it's a different comparison. It is. It a is. Not that I'm judging on it either. Like, well, I guess I'm, my point is like, it's okay to like like a boy group though. Sure. As an adult, it is. There's not an age. Know. There's not an age yeah. limit for liking for liking music. Anything. Yeah. You can like whatever it is. <gasps> I just. I think we're threading the needle here because there's not an age limit for liking oh, a K-drama actor, no matter how old or young they might be. I don't know if that's the needle I want to thread. <laughs> I could be a fan. True. Yes. Look, I, all I know is last night I finished this drama. I finished. So the first time I finished it at like three in the morning. Last night I finished it at the one thirty in the morning mark. And all I could think of in like the last hour was. Dude does not look twenty four. No, no, no. That's my. That's what I'm trying. He to looks twenty four in Extraordinary You, which I'm watching right now, where he's actually nineteen. <laughs> so yeah, he's an old soul. He's an old soul, which threads the there needle. You go. Oh, there you go. There and you go. I didn't even mean to do that. Right. I like it. <laughs> All right, because what are we? What are we wrapping up today? We are finally wrapping up Alchemy of Souls with part two. 30, 30 episodes. 30. 30 long episodes. But like well worth well worth beat. the ride. Yes. So I guess let's get to it, right? Yeah. <laughs> so first and foremost, folks, and you're welcome for my accidental alliteration, which speaking of like doing things late at night, this was me writing this script. So if it's loopy, you know why. We're talking about Alchemy of Souls Part 2. So there's not much of a spoiler-free section today. If you've watched all 30 episodes of the drama, then you are in the right place. If you have not watched all 30 episodes, or even any of the episodes, you're still in the right place because you love K-drama and we love K-drama and your Nunas are happy to have you. However, if you don't want to be spoiled, you might want to hit pause and dive into a fantastic frolic and fantasy romance. Couldn't help myself. (laughs) It does happen accidentally, I think again later. So yeah. Consider that the spoiler-free section of the show, and let's jump right in. So first, a recap, and I called out Megan here. <laughs> You're fixing it. You did. You did because I did. I, Megan did I not read the assignment. Did. No, I didn't. I did okay. not read well, the assignment. About, I did the assignment. You really did it very well. well you did it very well. Wrote, like paragraphs. Well, and I had it but they're and- three sentences. So, so I said in three sentences or less. Summarize the 20 episodes of Alchemy of Souls Part 1, and Megan summarized the entire series beautifully, I might add, but she, okay. didn't, she didn't understand the assignments. We'll go to Leah first. Leah, you, you were very succinct here. Thank you. Magical world, power struggles, faded mates. I mean, yeah, that's perfect. Nice. Okay. Have you seen that, like, um, kind of, like, meme where, like, it's a K-pop dance, and there's, like, three three dancers for one dance and the one guy dance or one K-pop idol dances at 10%. The other dances at like a hundred percent, like normal. And then the other one dances at like 150%. That's kind of what I feel like. We, <laughs> Leah was like 10%. I was like a hundred percent. And then Amy was like 150%. But I, but I don't think it's, I don't, but I don't think it has to do with, I don't think it has to do with effort because I think there's good effort put into no, what Leah did. I'm saying, yeah. No, I'm saying it's like the amount of detail, yes. I guess I should say. Okay. So I went kind of like, uh, I don't know. 
I pulled back a little bit and went vague, I guess. I don't know. Okay, Who so here's mine. Who has a train in their neighborhood? That was Megan. That is, that is mine. <laughs> I, I never a- hear any background noise in anyone but me. You didn't, you actually heard that train? Yeah, I did I hear, I've been it's, hearing the train the whole time. Oh, yeah, it's like, it's very close to my house. There were ducks walking through my front yard today, just like gallivanting. I'm like, where are you going? Like, where, are you, where? <laughs> it's like a turtle, like a turtle mage. Ooh. Yeah. Oh, and we have, oh, and we just found baby bunnies under our front porch, too. Hmm. Yeah. So anyway, okay, sorry, off topic. So this was mine. A brooding yet scrappy sword wielding bastard because i can't stop i'm sorry begs a soul switched assassin to teach him to be a mage while learning the truth about his birth circumstances he falls in love with the assassin while she also unveils a cover-up that killed her father and changes the trajectory of her revenge plan the enemies converge on the couple resulting in both of their deaths and then i added tragic (laughs) (laughs) and look three sentences can be as long as you want because you can have an infinitely long sentence if it's punctuated correctly so here we go I'd, mine were probably not punctuated correctly. I'm not grading. I'm not grading today. My oh. husband, Jung Ook, wants, wants his gate of energy <laughs> opened so he can become a true mage and entrust a soul-shifting assassin, Naksu, to be his master and help him do it. Jung Ook and Naksu fall in love and work together to save Daeho from Gwangju Jinmu, Naksu's former master, and his band of baddie soul-shifters. Jinmu controls Naksu with divination bells and compels her to kill Jong-uk, after which she jumps into the lake as she petrifies, while Jong-uk rises like a phoenix from his funeral pyre. Oh, cool guys, don't look at the <laughs> I know. Well, and I thought of that song, too, in watching the Black Knight trailer, because he totally walks away from his Oh, he totally explosion. does. It's the <laughs> best. I saw that in the Black Knight trailer, too, and I was like, yeah. So funny. I know. Okay, so if we can get a tiny bit superficial here, uh, can we talk about the hair? The men's hair. Jong Uk says goodbye to the mullet, and Dong Gu says goodbye to being blonde, and Pak Jin lops off his luscious L'Oreal, he's so worth it, locks. <laughs> so, okay, disclaimer Amy wrote this script on less than four hours of sleep and loves alliteration. So do I, though. Alliteration is great. So anyway, we digress because there are some very important questions at hand. Some this or that questions. So here we go. Which do you choose? Jong Uk with a mullet or without? I went with with. Without. I did a plot twist. You thought I was going to say mullet and I said without. But it's because it's, it's this particular mullet. Like I love I loved him. He's beautiful in part one. But the mullet kind of feathers itself bigly in the back. And I, I, I love it. I, I, I'm better with it out. Yeah, without it. I loved the feathering. However, I felt like this new haircut fit the new series yes, personality. Oh, totally. <laughs> it did. By the way, this this question makes me feel like I'm ordering a Philly cheesesteak because you say like wit onions or without onions. And so that's what I feel like I'm doing. Just like wit, without. <laughs> um. Okay, so Dongu, blonde or brunette? On the count of three. One, two, three. Blonde. Blonde. <laughs> I mean, clearly brunette. <laughs> I I mean, God, he looks so good as brunette, but I just love he the blonde. He does. I just, if, again, fitting the character. Like, I like that. That was just so his character to me. Like, yeah, I really like that they gave them, I don't, I mean, of course, three years have passed, but I like that their their change in style seem to fit like their character changes yeah okay and then Pak Jin full fabio with gray streaks or i'm a 53 year old hot daddy 2023 mullet three so one two three yeah sure fabio fabio 
gray streaks. What? No. Well, that's that's full that's Fabio, Fabio with gray streaks. Full Fabio with gray streaks. That's one way. Or yeah. the hot the daddy mullet. mullet. Oh, hot daddy, <laughs> hot daddy mullet. Hot daddy oh, mullet. okay, okay. Because I felt like the gray streaks popped in the second iteration so much more. Mm. I didn't notice them as much. I noticed them more with the long hair. Oh, see, I think he was I more salt like and pepper in part two. Look, in real life, the hot daddy mullet. But in this drama, I just I lo- I don't know. He owned that wig like yeah, so look, it's, much. It's like and you have a Kim Shin thing, and so it all plays out. <laughs> I I felt like the hot daddy mullet for me really like it gave you enough to hang on to, but you weren't like going to the horse track. And Pak Jin got a better wig than Kim Shin. Yes, he did. Because Kim Shin had like the Goryeo mullet. And yeah. I feel like somebody went to like, what's the Halloween store that opens every Halloween? Spirit. Spirit Halloween. (laughs) Don't at me, Spirit. But like, yeah, I felt like somebody just like went into like the bargain section there and was like, oh, this will do. We should probably do like some sort of snack or like bonus Patreon pod about like some of the bad wigs. Wigs. That'd be a good one. I like it. Yeah. All right, so now that we have the important stuff out of the way, let's set up Alchemy of Souls Part 2. So, I mean, take some drugs and settle in. (laughs) (laughs) I hope you can can read that. (laughs) It's like a wall of (laughs) text. Okay. I'm going to try to read this with inflection to make it interesting. <laughs> Good luck. Okay. Our story begins three years after Muduk Naksu runs wild, killing Jong-uk, and then jumping into a lake, only for Jong-uk, now possessing the ice stone inside of his beautiful, I was conceived out of the union of my biological parents, but with the soul of a king body, to rise <laughs> from his own funeral pile. I mean... Applause. So insane. Right, yeah, that's, I, should, I'm going to keep going. I got well it. Well written yeah. and well read. Way to go, guys. Now, Jong Uk, who couldn't wield an ounce of magic at the beginning of part one, is the most powerful mage in Daeho. He's an angry, brooding, powerful mage who is still not over both being killed by and losing Muduk. Does he let that power go to his head? No, because he's Jong-uk. Instead, he uses his powers for good, chasing down and ridding Daeho of soul shifters. When one chase leads him to Jinyuan, he finds a young woman locked away in an annex and finds out that she is Jin, Jin Buyon, the young priestess who's been missing for 10 years. Naturally, he helps her escape. She suggests they get married, and he reluctantly agrees, not knowing what we already do, that Buyan's body has two souls, her own and Naksu's. What ensues are two different storylines, the slow burn love story between Jong-uk and Buyan, and the story of mages trying to uncover what is going on at Chunbugwan. What? (laughs) (laughs) That's the palace, Chunbugwan. Yeah, what is trying to what is going on at Chunbaguan with the queen and Jin Mu and a plot to dry out the earth in order to obtain another ice stone. It's a lot packed into 10 episodes, especially when we haven't even mentioned the turtle yet. So let's talk about the switch. Most of part one focuses on Jung So Min as Muduk and we loved Muduk. Part two goes back to the actress who played the original Naksu in the opening of part one, Ko Yoon Jung. 
What was your initial reaction to realizing there'd be no Mooduck in part two? And how did you feel about the switch by the time you finished all 10 episodes? Okay, so I didn't mind the switch. Um, as much as I loved Mooducky, it never felt, you know, quote, right, that she was kind of walking around with someone else's face. And that it was just going to not be uncovered, I guess. It just felt unfinished. And I think this is a testament to the two actresses who played Noxu, because the character always was about the soul to me, rather than the body. I don't know if it was like the writing of it, the acting of it, but I always felt, yeah, connected to like the soul of Naksu. And I don't know, I think the Mooduck body always felt temporary. And at the beginning of season two, like before the reveal was made, even though I was like, you know, like I got a hunch, you know, unlike <laughs> unlike one, knowing who the hero <laughs> was. Unlike part one where I didn't even know who the hero was. I got, you know, but still I felt like Buyan talked like Mooduck. Like the inflections in her voice, unless it was just like me imagining things or wanting it to be that way. But I really got like major Mooduck vibes or Naksu vibes. Like I did truly feel like that was her soul in there. And so I guess, you know, that made the entire situ- situation palatable to me. I mean, can I see like how some viewers wouldn't like it? Like, sure, but it did work for me. Um, But it did make me wonder, though, if I would have felt the same way if the Jong-uk actor was switched. So if we had a different actor playing Jong-uk, like, I wonder if I would have also felt the same or if I just if I was too attached to EJ-wook. I don't know. But I feel I like that would. that wouldn't have made sense for the story where this I know, did. but I'm just saying if the story had to do that, if because right. it made sense for her, well, if the story had been switched and it would have made sense for him, but would I have been too attached to EJ Hook? Because I think I was. Yes. <laughs> okay, so look, this is where I'm a little lost. And this probably happened because I was often watching this drama after midnight. And so I'm looking for some help. Okay. So I liked it overall. But... Where is Muduk's body? Oh, you missed so just like you missed something. You missed something. Okay. Okay. So they fished Muduk's body out. Yeah, yeah. I saw that. So that is that is the body. Uh, Master Lee. Master Lee makes a comment that the soul wants to match the face, and so the body's face <laughs> changes to Noxu's face. Yeah. So it's the same body, but the face changes because the face has to match the soul. Okay. I. Did miss this. <laughs> Which I don't I, I like, don't get that because Because look, the whole time I've been like, where has Noxu's original body been? Okay, because I was like very no much like, other no other soul shifter has that happen, but it, it's something it, it works magically because there's two souls in the body for whatever reason. And so Buyan is trapped in there, but right but but Noxu's soul has control. And so, so that's the face. face. And so that's the face. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Surprisingly, <laughs> okay. though, and then in so season- when 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 Noxu's soul gets pushed out, though, the face does not change. Nope. To Buyan's nope. face, it nope. just nope. it just works because the writers say it does. And you know, okay, yeah. so what? Yeah, Ga- gaslight me, Hong sisters. <laughs> I mean, I felt like that happened a few times. I felt like if I closed my eyes for too long, something I missed something a little wild and that was oh, one yeah. Of oh yeah i mean oh yeah when i was talking because about i had been wondering like i was like where was Naksu? like did they just have her like hung up somewhere like by her toes like i was so yeah. confused yeah no her body here. her body look her body was burned the real Naksu's body yeah, wasn't yeah. it yeah right. so yeah i mean i i i remembered that part 
because I thought it was so strange. I was like, so that's a really neat way to just make this work is to say the soul has to match the face. And so it is Bouillon's body with Noxu's face. Mm-hmm. And the soul has to match the face never except for this one. Time. Yes. Correct. Okay. <laughs> but there's also two souls in this body, so anything goes. Right. And and it's technically not it's like a child. It's soul run. It's soul run, like right. All powerful. So you know, I don't know. And she's all powerful except her face won't match it because she's just kind of like illin in the back somewhere. Right. Yeah. She she's like she's like a dormant werewolf shifter she's like the dormant wolf in a werewolf werewolf shifter who can't shift yet she has enough control to say you know what peace out you can have the body yeah. now yeah i mean we'll get into we'll get into the <laughs> incongruencies of the double body still don't right. care still don't care because mm-hmm. the story worked for me okay yeah i mean i loved jung so min and the character of muduk um she was an utter delight but and i said this in like the setup for the question like ko yun jung is naksu what the haters forget, because there are a lot of haters online who hated the switch. Mm-hmm. They don't hate the actress. They just hate the switch. Is that she is the actor who opens the whole series as Noxu. Mm-hmm. Like, it makes sense that she ends the series in her true body. Um, I do want to say, I, I, don't, I don't, people are going to get mad, but I also thought um, that Ko Yoon Jung had better chemistry with EJ Wook. The... Wait, am I saying the right actor actress? Yeah, you are. Um, oh, interesting. I thought they both did. I thought they the both second, did. yeah, the yeah. I thought the the like heroine essentially a part two had better chemistry with EJ Wook, but that's just me. And it also could could have been. I don't. I don't even want to say it's like the actress. I would say the two characters in part two had better chemistry, and I think there was like a reason that part one didn't have as much chemistry. Because they there was like so much to work through, whereas I feel like part two um, could start off the romance a little bit quicker. Yeah, I mean the second one was just so much heavier on romance in general. Yeah, yeah. and I loved. That. I mean, I was I was getting like butterflies in my stomach in a way that I didn't get in part one. I got, I did, I got butterflies. Yeah, same it. actually. Mm-hmm. Okay, so in part two, Jungkook morphs from the earnest yet ambitious golden retriever he was to a cold, brooding recluse, and he got a haircut. What do you think of the transformation? So before I started watching it, uh, Amy, you described him as going full moon supreme in season two. I did. From Love Between Fairy and Devil. And that is the best description. Like, you nailed it. He went full moon supreme, and I love it. He's heartbroken, haunted by wraiths, and carries this, like, great burden of responsibility with this, like, ice stone inside of him. And I felt... <laughs> Choo-choo! <laughs> I'm so sorry. It's it's fine. It's just hilarious. Yeah. And um, I, uh, yeah, I just, I I loved it. And I loved his journey. Yeah, he was. He really had to grow up. Yeah. You know? Yeah, because he was, I mean, before in part one, it was all about like, he just wanted to access his power. So he wanted what everybody else had, right? Like it wasn't, he had no main agenda only to just come into his power. And he was pretty naive about all of the sort of palace intrigue and everything that was going on. And of course, he did not know the story of his, you know, soul backpack birth either. He was a little like a Luke Skywalker. He was. (laughs) Okay, so Megan. Oh, man, I just want to have power. Luke Skywalker. I just want to have power. Oh, do not describe Star Wars to me. I swear to God. (laughs) I just want to make sure you know the reference. I do, actually. (laughs) No, you don't. But But yeah, I mean. You just know the word exists. (laughs) He is, like, 
Yeah, he went Moon Supreme all the way. Like for my fantasy readers out there who know Sarah J. Mass, we've talked about this before in the court series. Like he goes full resand, which is how we described Moon Supreme. Um, he is not the earnest, naive Jung Uk that he was in part one. He is truly haunted and alone. And I loved it. I loved it too. I'm never going to say no to boo boos. I liked it so much that I could have used even a little more. Yeah. Like I wanted, I mean, I liked that he was haunted by wraiths. I wanted more of that. I wanted just a little bit more trauma, trauma and damage. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> we wanted full trauma. And damage. I feel like I could have gone 12 episodes and just hoed in more on some trauma and damage. I would have totally been there for it. I can't believe I'm saying this because I kind of also wanted this to be over because I was just like, it was a lot to watch 30 episodes of Alchemy of Souls, but I did kind of want part, I kind of want a part two to be longer. Another two episodes would have been great. It's because they they gave us such a great romance, right? And that's what we were like on the edge of our seat sort of waiting for in part one. Like when we were talking about the pacing of part one and how we kind of like really just get to the romance in the end, it's because the romance is really part two and we loved it. <sighs> Yeah, I mean, it was. That's a thing. It's like, oh, oh, God. And someone, I think, even said on our, it was like in an Instagram comment, they said, part two is the fairy tale. Yeah. And mm-hmm. I was like, ah, that's right. It is. It is. So speaking of the romance, Jung-uk and Buyan have some immediate chemistry, but both think it's because the priestess can access Naksu's memories via the Jade Stone. Still, Buyeon would rather be with him than be a prisoner in her own home, while Jung-uk waffles between the confusion of wanting her near and pushing her away. He wants her near because she has the power to remove the ice stone, which would end Jung-uk's life, but also put him at peace. Um, hello, Kim Shin, anyone? I know. I was going to say that. I was like, that gave me major goblin vibes. <laughs> but he continually pushes her away because all she does is remind him of his first love. Eventually, Buyeon does fall for Jung-uk, but she wants him to love her for her and not because she might be able to access Noxie's last memories and tell him how she felt when she plunged her blade into his chest. When Jung-uk finally allows himself to grieve for Muduk and move on, he falls for Buyeon. Or does he? Faded mates? A soul falling for a soul? Or just a coincidence? What's your take on the Jong-uk Buyan romance? Does he love her for her, or has his soul simply found its mate once again? So, you know, I first I have a question, because I know in the last episode, we talked a lot about, like, the soul backpack, right? <laughs> like, so what happens if, like, a soul enters someone else's body, has sex, does the sperm that's fertilizing the egg, is that, like, the DNA of the body, or is that the privy in purview of the soul that's driving the ejaculation (laughs) so in this what i start to wonder is like let's say i shapeshift or i soul shift into someone else's body and i've kind of forgotten my memories and as i have like a dawning awakening in this whole other hot body um notice my husband's like catch and feels for me am i like hey (laughs) like like but he thinks you're dead he thinks you've yeah, been dead thinks- for three years. Yeah. 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 And you killed him. <laughs> I know. But I mean, like, like I'm also the person I know. that when I die, I want, if I die first, I want him to like boil me down into like one of those little like dead body cubic zirconium rings and then like propose to me with like his next partner. Cause you know, he won't stay on the shelf long. Men never do. So he'll be, I want him to be like, you know, proposing with like my little like body in a ring. So, I mean, I've thought about this before. <laughs> what the hell, Leah? <laughs> These are things I talk about with him. And he's like, uh, okay. Um, 
But like, yeah, so, okay. So yeah, some time has passed when you put it that way. But I mean, like, imagine coming to Megan and you're like in like, I don't know, somebody's body and being like, what's up, Neil? But like, I don't know. I'm just like, is there a thing there or am I overthinking it? Because like, I'm also pretty free love, like live and let love bodies be in bodies however feels good so you're saying that she are you asking if she should be pissed that he fell in love with someone else (laughs) three years after she killed him and three years after she killed him and died (laughs) it's a little awkward to be like so you're falling in love with this hot new body but hey it's me again (laughs) it's me hi <laughs> like you thought you were moving on, but nope. Here I'm, I am. I'm back. Yeah, it's like fucking Jack Nicholson <laughs> through the door. To me, it, to me, it was romantic <laughs> because he needed he needed closure and to move on, and so he had that before he fell for Buyan. And then, yeah, surprise, Buyan is Noxu. Everybody wins. I say because I also think that Bu- you think I also he had closure. I don't think he ever had closure. I do. No, he does. He does. Gr- he finally grieves Muda. Yeah, like, he, he never like, cried for whole- her. He has a whole scene like where he grieves her and says goodbye. Yeah, and he goes to the he goes to the cliff like on purpose to like say yeah, bye. Yeah, to her. Like, but to I close mean, like, that door. I mean, I saw him do it, and I get where they were going. I didn't feel like oh. the door was really closed. Well, we knew the door wasn't closed, but like. <laughs> I guess like, he wasn't you know. like move because even the, if the door was really closed, then it is a bummer. What the move. Hong sister said he did. So. Moving on. <laughs> Just kidding. <laughs> it's the same flavor in a different package. <laughs> <laughs> you are taking all the romance out of Faded Mates, which you love. I do. No, I'm actually just kidding around. I really liked it. I thought it was, um, and I, I actually thought it was Faded Mates. I don't think he fell in love for the new flavor. I feel like he just fell in love with the same flavor. But since she is a multifaceted character, as we've talked about, he just was falling in love with like a different side of her yes. rather than the M- Muduk side. Exactly. And that's kind of how I felt about it was that he like, cause, cause Muduk, Naksu, whatever her, you know, whatever we want to call her, even, even though it is her soul, she's not the same person that she was three years ago, right? She's been living in this other body for three years with other experiences. She's a different person entirely as well. So let, so yes, he falls in love with who she has become in the past three years, but then gets the added bonus of it also being his first love. And so I do think it's Faded Mates, but I also like, like I'm agreeing with you, Leah, is that. And let's be real. She hasn't done a lot for three years. No, she's just been chilling in the annex. <laughs> mm-hmm. She's had a lot of time to think. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, I mean, I think it's both. I think they are Faded Mates and that their souls found each other again. I do think Jong Uk fell for Buyan as she was. And I also think it's because he felt like a connection there. Added she. Like, I just, I think it's both. Yeah, he falls for Buyan. Yeah, but then realizes that it's the soul of his first love, and again, everybody wins. I, I mean, I truly think like the souls, their souls were always going to find each other again, and I feel like all the other characters are like, "Are you kidding me?" Because of course they're finding each other again. You right. know what I mean? So we will break from our our soul backpack theories for a moment and go to our favorite part of every episode, which is the K-pop wreck of the week. And Megan, what do you have for us this week? 
I am so excited about this song. Uh, it's been in my head nonstop. So it is Macarena by Blitzers, and that's B-L-I-T-Z-E-R-S, Blitzers. And they're fairly new. I think they debuted in like 2021 or something like that. Um, this song is so addicting. Oh my gosh. The music video is so much fun. Like there's like zombies, but the costumes are really great. At the end, they have like dance battles with these zombies. Like it is the best. The song is great. The dance is great. I just cannot get it out of my head. Um, I posted about it in our Patreon. A bunch of people agree. They're like, oh my God, this song's great. So I feel like I'm getting everyone addicted to it with me. So yeah, if you just want to like groove and dance and just have fun with K-pop, which, um, you know, sometimes just isn't always the case. Some of the songs can be like really serious and stuff, um, especially some of the songs we've wrecked recently. So just have a good time. And yeah, it's Macarena by Blitzers. Awesome. Macarena, Macarena, Macarena. Thank you for yeah, that. <laughs> if only we could switch you into a K-pop artist body. <laughs> if you enjoy our podcast, you have our patrons to thank, at least in part. Afternoon of Delight Patreon allows us to keep creating content for y'all to enjoy. Thank you so much to everyone who is supporting us there. And not to brag, but our Patreon community is pretty awesome. And you can join at a tier that feels good to you. Gain access to fun perks like K-drama posts, monthly Patreon-only bonus podcasts, and even a live K-drama support group on Zoom. Because we know firsthand what it's like to have no one to talk to about those crazy plot twists, amazing characters, and all those feelings. And look, no one should have to walk that walk alone. So learn more by visiting afternoonadelight.com. That's www.afternoonadelight.com. And hey, while you're on the website, you can check out Afternoona Delight podcast merch, find links to book recommendations, bop along to our K-pop recs, blow up your skin with K-merch recs, find all of our social media and a link to our email so you can send us recommendations or feedback. And hey, while you're at it, why don't you pop over to Spotify or Apple Podcasts and leave us a five-star review? It really helps with our discoverability. Gamsamnida. So what kinds of things do you both like to do when you drive? Pay attention to the road? Is this a trick question? All right, how about when you fold laundry? Why am I folding laundry in this scenario? Read, friends. I was trying to get you to say read. You could just ask us if we like to read when we drive or... Wait, how are you reading when you're driving? With Audible. You know, our sponsor, who is the leading creator and provider of premium audio storytelling, enriching the lives of millions of listeners every day. I listen to audiobooks on my commute to work in the car. Oh yeah, I totally do that. I love my Audible subscription. Then why'd you leave me hanging with the whole driving thing? Forget it. It's not important. What is important is that now our listeners can get a 30-day free trial of Audible Premium Plus from Afternoon of Delight. Do you know what they get with that free trial? Actually, I do. They get one audiobook credit, two if they are Prime members, which is good for any premium selection, and they get to keep that audiobook. They also get the whole Audible Plus catalog of podcasts like Afternoon of Delight, audiobooks, guided wellness, and Audible originals. And with the Plus catalog, you can listen all you want, no credits needed. 
and Audible sends you a reminder email before your trial ends. Sounds like a great way to spend 30 days to me, especially if you're heading outside for a walk, have a long commute to work, or just want to hear one of many talented narrators really bring your book to life. All you have to do is go to www.audibletrial.com slash afternoona to sign up and you're ready to download your first listen. Enjoy. All right. Well, Amy, leaving beside (laughs) Megan and her vocals for a moment, (laughs) what's going on with our extended cast? So Pak Jin and maidservant Kim, after the tragic end of part one, Pak Jin has removed himself from Songrim, leaving Dangu as its leader to lead a quieter, short-haired life. He and maidservant Kim are still not quite a couple because she feels like she is all that Jangkook has left, so she can't bear to leave him alone. That leaves Pak Jin with a lot of time to cook. With magic. Yet everything he creates still tastes terrible. Why? He's a mage. (laughs) I couldn't get past, like, I I seriously fixated on this while I'm watching. I'm like, you're a mage. Why does your food not taste good? Because he is, he's cooking it with magic, too. He's not. Yeah, how is it terrible? How are you adding too much salt? Come on now. (laughs) Because it was hilarious. It was a really good running, running joke, though. Yes, but did you en- okay? But did you enjoy like the continued slow burn of their romance? I mean, at this point, like it was cute, but I was really, really, really wrapped up in the main romance um, in season two. So I really wanted like that all the time. I look, I got to talk about their deaths. The death. My <laughs> God, I just have to. Okay, uh, the whole the whole death scene of maidservant Kim had me. Well, a fake death, because she didn't die. Had me, like, screaming at the screen, because it was just... The whole thing felt so unnecessary, because I didn't... Under, they're like, we need the door closed. So I'm like, then get the fuck out. Close the door. <laughs> I know, leave, leave, <laughs> leave the other person in there. Well, also, the... Sorry, it's it's Jin Ho-Gyung. Le- leave her. Leave her. Yeah. She's well, also she's a mage. Leave her. Also, why is she not running out and then just closing the door? Like, why are you holding back this par- apparent army of relics? That's what they're doing. Is they have to, she has to hold back the relics if they run. The if she is, if she this is the logic. The, this, this is, is the, the logic. If she lets go of her magic for even a second, it's going to be relic central out in Daehyung. Here's the thing: is what I wanted to see oh, is were we just going to have like a pot? zipping around like i wanted to know what the relics like sentiently did well think about the dog like the dog who sniffed out like it's like it's like yeah okay look the dog is the mouse that ate toenails but when you walked into the room of relics there were a lot of things there that right right like the mirror like Like, what's the mirror so was the mirror gonna just be like it's gonna gonna be like beauty and the beast (laughs) (laughs) that's what i was thinking ending it's the end battle beauty and the beast there's just like a there's just like a wardrobe running around yes this is a perfect perfect analogy what stool that's barking that's that's what they that was i believe the yes like the feather duster with like a french accent Lumiere. <laughs> Stop, I can't. My stomach hurts. Oh, God. I'm, just, I'm picturing it. But I guess the whole thing 
drove me crazy. And also, like, they've left that door open for, like, a long time in the past. And I know they're like, oh, she's always there to guard the relics. I was like, she wasn't doing shit before. I don't know. Whatever. Well, it was because of the Firebird, though, wasn't it? It was because they were, wasn't it because the Firebird got out? That's why all the other relics were get were getting loose? Because they stole oh, the Firebird. They it. stole the egg of the Firebird, and that's yeah, what was right. releasing everything else. So it was different. Mean, <laughs> go ahead. Gaslight me, Amy. <laughs> Tell me why it's, so anyway, it was, it's fine. I was just like, I did not believe that they had died. So when it, when I really, I felt like I was being faked out. I don't know why. I just... I don't know why I thought it wasn't happening. Maybe there was just some like writer part of me that is like, hmm, mm, why would they kill them though? You know? So I, I don't know. That was, I didn't like that. That's all. I, that's like the one, I guess, thing that I didn't, I didn't love the death fake out. Well, the reason why I didn't love the fake out is because I don't. Well, I don't like death fake outs. Like I guess I don't like death fake outs. Like I think it's. I think it's a cheap plot device, right. um, and especially when he died. I mean, he had a sword through the back. Like who mm-hmm. just comes oh, back yeah. from that? Oh yeah, and then, and he's, then just he's just like, just like I- getting his like his wound like blotted. Like yeah. I know. It's like I'm fine. I have a pierced lung, but I'm fine. <laughs> it missed the lung. Let's be real. <laughs> yeah, it missed all vital organs. Missed all vital yeah. organs. It was just the worst sword thrust of all times. Okay, mm-hmm. so look, this is my quibble. My quibble, and I mean, like, we're, I'm saying quibble like I care. Like, I enjoy this drama. I don't really, you know. Right. We're, we all feel the same way. Yeah. yeah. Is, <laughs> I don't want to get another review that's like, you only like romance when it's being sexy, because it's not true. But if you're going to give me more mature-aged heroin heroin slow burn over two season drama i want to see some tongue yeah (laughs) like give let them be that's acceptable sexually kissing at some point rather than like the sexless older couple because they are more my age and i'm not just gonna look at you're not a dried up husk yet so yeah yeah. not a dried up husk yet nor's maid servant kim no i'm with you there yeah, I agree. They got to have some spit to get the honey cakes down. Oh, my God. <laughs> oh, yeah. Grace sent us a recipe for honey cakes and then told us we can buy some on Amazon. Yep, and I'm buying so I think them. I, I think I'm going to buy them, but I also do want to make them. Like, I really strongly... It's just that a lot of the ingredients are, like, not stuff that I normally have in my pantry, so I have to hunt them down. Yeah, it sounds good. So, so E and so Yule. At the end of part one, so E removes the blood parasite from her arm and lets it enter So Yul's fatal injuries in the hopes that the gin blood from which the parasite was made will help heal him. It does, but because he doesn't take medicine from a stranger, <laughs> and because Yul is a guilt-filled martyr, oh god, he is. He, he is. lets the parasite slowly eat away at his energy from the inside out. Like, really, So Yul? <laughs> Did you enjoy this storyline? Did you ship them? Were you sad when Soe died and still had no chindu? <laughs> Can I just say that I... I'm laughing at my own writing because I didn't even yeah. I don't even remember writing because he doesn't take medicine from a stranger. <laughs> like I really think you should write scripts. That's how tired sleep, I was. Yeah, on sleep deprivation a lot because this is this this is very voicey, Amy. Very a lot funny. of voice in the script. <laughs> oh, she re- and she really did have no chingu. She, yeah, poor thing. She she was just this like she looked great though. 
Yes, like, she did. She I got do... she got a haircut too. Let's just say she got a cute little bob. But I I wasn't. No, she had longer hair in part two. She had the short. Oh, hair she had the shorter in part one. That's right. Yeah, flip flops. Yeah. That's that's right. And she, she had like prettier clothes. I was. She's like, beautiful. So yeah, she's beautiful. She is. She looked great. I did ship them, but mostly because I wanted so Yule's heart to mend after it broke in part one. And I don't just mean because he loved Naksu. His heart broke for what happened to Jung Uk and Mu Duk because he loved them both, and also because he felt responsible for not doing anything when he knew that Mu Duk was Naksu the whole time. So yeah, what I was just, he ever going to do? Like, that was my thing. I know. Like, well, we're I mean, fucking kill her. I know. Well, he wanted to take her away when he went back home. He wanted, you know, he wanted to just get her out of Deho or whatever. But mm. I mean, I just, I wanted an HEA for him beyond just being like, I am the friend who sacrifices everything for those I love. So I did love the storyline, although like poor Soyo like cannot catch a break. <laughs> like seriously, he's just such a sad sack. Um, and I do think Zoe had an arc that gave her as much agency as she was able to have, despite her circumstances. And I like that. She was able to make some of her own choices. It, which she did in part one, but I think that carried through into part two. Um, I don't know if I necessarily shipped them, just because I didn't really think they had, like, romantic chemistry, but I wanted Soe to feel fulfilled. Like, I, because I, I know she carried guilt, and so I wanted her to be relieved of that guilt, and in the end, I think she was. So I was happy for that. I think that I just never really invested in her so this was always kind of like a half-hearted shit for me like did i like be like yeah i'd like love to win the day here somehow like sure but like i just never really like this just wasn't a plot line that like i didn't like dislike it i just uh, never was like all in on it um i do want to speak to so so e like pour one out right like yeah <laughs> i guess i was like yes. i'm sad but like I wish I felt sadder, especially when she was, like, holding the umbrella. And then we realized, like, how much oh. the umbrella meant. I was like, God, I f- wish I was less of a monster and cared more. <laughs> mm-hmm. I was kind of like, okay. Like, I'm st- I mean, that's not good. I don't feel happy about it. But I'm not like, oh, God. Yeah. But um, so you'll oh, – God, he was such a sad sack. And, like, I do love a second million sad sack a lot. And he was really pretty being a martyr. He was. But I guess I never fully understood, like, what he was hoping. Because, like, was like if he ever, like, because he was, like, oh, like, sad that he didn't do more. But then I'm, like, what you would have done is, like, split up the main lead. So, obviously, that was never a good plan either. So, I don't know. I just felt like he never had a lot to do except just be sad and kind of in the way. Yeah, he moped. Oh, he moped. I agree. I agree. I think the script could have done a little bit better with him. They really didn't give, give him a lot to do but be sad. And and be mortally wounded a lot. Oh, a lot. all the time. And then, like, the suffer time. a lot. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he did it all with a plum. <laughs> like, yeah, he did. Great job. He, he was a great sufferer for 30 episodes. Oh, my gosh. I was just reminded of something that I didn't even put in the script, but it made me think of it. Like, speaking of his suffering, when, for whatever reason... They have to carry his energy. She has to carry it in her mouth. Oh, yeah. Stop. And yes. then that's when she and the crown prince realize who each other are and she can't talk. And she's just like nodding with this ball of energy in her mouth. That, that was hilarious. Was insane. It was bananas. They're like, we need, they're like, we need a lot of gold. And then I we need to expand that. the energy. And she has to carry I it. Love, I love like, it. It was bananas, <laughs> but I loved it. Just stay moist. And then she, they're like, don't yeah. swallow it. And then I kept thinking, if I had a soul in my mouth, 
what if I accidentally swallowed it? I know. I was thinking the same thing. I was like, what if she chokes and accidentally swallows or something? And Do they have to wait for her to pass if- it? <laughs> and like, what if she gags? Like, I have a bad gag reflex. That was a big <laughs> ball of big it ball was. of energy. And she she never really puffed out her cheeks no. enough to really justify how much soul was in her mouth. <laughs> how, how much soul? <laughs> I mean, it was more than like a gumball. Yeah, it, it was. Huge. It was the whole thing. Was, it was like a golf felt- ball. It felt, it, I will say, part of part two, and not complaining, started to get into Tale of the Nine-Tailed Terror. It did, and but I, I loved it. Yeah, the, loved soul, it. the soul thing, and then, like, basically Frenching it back into his mouth in, like, Oh, you know, yeah. Oh, that, yeah. That was all, yeah. And then leaving the prince behind the wall of gold. <laughs> but oh, he's yeah. like, I, you, like, when he lifts Buyan out, and then the prince holds his arms out like he's a toddler. <laughs> I love that. And John looks like, yeah, you're, you're a good man. Uh, just don't don't move anything anyway yeah, yeah. but yeah so you sad sack mm-hmm. and and he never got even a hair change no he didn't oh, yeah anyway no uh, haircut or hair color everyone else him. gets like a fabulous something and he's just like uh, he's still in that brown idle haircut he needs a makeover i mean not that he does he doesn't look justice for so <laughs> justice and Look, that actor, we could see him in more. I think he has oh. more up his sleeve to give us. Yes. Agreed. Agreed. And second male lead candidate of the year so far. <laughs> in Guido, the prison realm, Jin Mu thinks he's found another ice stone, but it's an empty stone that instead feeds on his energy instead of giving him power. Jong Uk and Bu Yan leave him there to die, but the queen and Yul's uncle. Yoon Oh chase after Jin Mu for their own greedy reasons to find out where the last soul ejector is. I mean, this sounds bonkers. <laughs> it's we're in Tale of the Nine Tales. Yes, yeah. It, this, this is where it got into Tale of the Nine Tales territory. Turns out the queen in Shaman Tui's body is the soul ejector, and Jin Mu kills her to use her as a means to swap souls with Yoon Oh, trapping Yoon Oh in his dying body. That was Eventually- a big reveal. <laughs> yeah. You, in fact, are the soul ejector. Yeah. Eventually, when Zhang Uk unleashes the firebird, Jin Mu dies in Yuno's body, and the good guys win. However, <laughs> we have to address Yuno's return from Guido as Jin Mu. To quote a Reddit poster, somehow he was more Jin Mu <laughs> than Jin Mu was in some scenes. So, thoughts on Do Sang performance as Jin Mu's soul in Yuno's <laughs> body? <laughs> what is that? Look, that was crazy. Look, this was a personal big favorite. Yeah. So Do Sung Woo really hadn't done much for me before that point. Like Agreed. I mostly forgot about him until he would like wander on camera and I'd be like, oh yeah, like one of the baddies. But like mm-hmm. what ifs? Suddenly I was like, hot bad daddy. Mm-hmm. And we finally had a villain that was cooking with gas. Honestly, (laughs) if it was up to me, he would have been the villain for like 90% of the second half. Bump up like all the soul ejector stuff. Get him in that body. He was gone too fucking soon. (laughs) I agree. So my favorite is that when Jin Mu returns from the prison realm in a new body, he immediately (laughs) needs to slick back his hair and put on eyeliner (laughs) before he resumes his like battle for power like the priorities of this man i this whole crazy plot line was insane and i also agree leah like he was so good when he's like smirking mm-hmm. uh, at the 
Oh my god, he was a great villain. And You're they kept right. doing like the cutbacks so we could like see like old Jimmu, and I was like, yeah, no, no, like, <laughs> like, yeah, we moved on. <laughs> we don't want the old Jimu. We're like really fine with this new slick hair guy. Yeah, like, like I know that's Jimu. I don't need to be reminded through various montages of the face. Shift. And no, no offense at all to Joe Yun who played the original Jimu, but this was such a fun over the top situation. Yeah. Also, like you're giving us this crazy plot line, and you think like that's the one thing we're going to be confused about. <laughs> I was like, I needed a PowerPoint and the Firebird. I understood yeah. that uh, Jimu had swapped yeah. bodies. Thank you. Give me a more explanation but, on the Firebird dehydrating the Earth. That is what I. Did. But seriously, I was I was googling the prison realm just to make sure I got that whole scene straight and remembered it right of like, you know, Jinmu killing the queen yeah. in Shaman Choi's body to get, you know, to get the, the soul ejector. And that's where I found that Reddit post where the guy's like, but he was more Jinmu than, than Jinmu. And I was like, oh my God, that's, that's it. Like, that's the explanation. Yeah. Like, not just the hair slicked back, but also like, he had a permanent ar- arched brow to yeah. the extent where I don't even know if that was his real eyebrow, but I mean, yeah. Did they just stroll like it somebody tell like me? That? Somebody tell me was that a prop eyebrow or a real eyebrow? <laughs> yeah, a prop eyebrow. He had a better arched brow than the crown prince. Yes, I'm not saying a lot. Yeah, yeah. I loved it. It was bonkers, and it was definitely tail the nine tail territory. And I hundred percent bought it and was there for it. Me too. I mean, I was along for the ride. Like I was just, I was right there. It just should have been more. Honestly, that's the problem. I, yes, it should have been more. It was a much more interesting use of the villain. Okay, so I know what you're all thinking. You're thinking I forgot about our favorite crown prince, Gowan, and his turtle. As if. I was just saving the best for last. So tell me, please, how is a turtle the MVP of part two? <laughs> and do you have a favorite Gowan turtle moment? I love that that was the question. Like, I was going to be like, oh, <laughs> so many. <laughs> <laughs> the turtle and crown prince just... <laughs> The favorite moment. I really liked when he would hold the lettuce and the turtle was sentient and reached for it, Amy. (laughs) Megan and I have the same favorite part. No. Well, I have a lot. I've, yeah, I mean, I have a lot of favorite parts. I do need to say, I do need to just say this one thing. That was a freshwater turtle. Yes, I said I this also, in our Patreon I, no, live. I fully like. I have a beef with that. They have him like just launching himself into the sea. I was like, he would die. I was he hoping would... that that was not really the sea, and that there wasn't a right. stunt turtle that was damaged in the shooting of that. Right, I had like, the same thought. Please tell me that he's some sort of magical turtle that can survive in salt water because that is a freshwater turtle. And and the way yeah, they I mean, talked about was... it, like, well, there he goes, and I was like, no, I was like, someone <laughs> rescue him. He's gonna die. We both love the part where the turtle was his reason for siding against Jin Mu. Because oh, he got yeah, rid of yeah, he's yeah, like, yeah. he got rid of my turtle. He's like, I Oh yeah, like, that like was my I, I wanna say that I'm I'm siding with you, John Gook, for some big noble reason, but really it's because <laughs> Jin Mu got rid of my turtle. Got rid of my turtle. <laughs> and it's just a turtle of all things. I know. Well, I mean it's all spiritual guide. Right. In turtle form. Right. So much I mean, more. I do love turtles, but uh, you know, it was very cute. I, I mean, I did. I love the turtle storyline. I thought it was, it felt very Alchemy of Souls part one. You know, like the, just the humor yes. of it. Which, which was good because we did need a little bit of levity because this, this part was a little bit darker. So the ending. Whew. Master Lee originally helped save Naksu in Bu Yan's body, but with Naksu's face. 
And Jin Ho Gyeong went along with it because he claimed that eventually only one soul would win out. And she hoped eventually the last mage standing would be the soul of her Boo Yan. Eventually, Master Lee realizes Boo Yan, because she was born using the Alchemy of Souls, might actually be the soul of Jin Yuan's original high priestess, Jin Sol Ron, which basically drives the nail into Naksu's coffin because her soul is no match for that of a priestess who is hundreds of years old. Long story short, is right before the final battle with the baddies, Naksu's soul disappears. Less than a day after she regains her memory and she and Jong Uk learn the truth that their souls have found each other again. True love lost, found, and lost again! But wait, after Naksu's selfless protection of Daeho, once the baddies are barbecued by the firebird, <laughs> Jin's... <laughs> That's great. Jin Solron decides it's time for her eternal nap and lets Naksu return to her body to stay. So, thoughts on the resolution? Any quibbles? <laughs> I wrote this just so I could quibble. Um, but, it, I mean, it is. It's a bonkers ending that I loved. And I loved the whole Faded Mates aspect. I love that Jung Uk finally grieved Muduk, let her go, and then fell for Buyun as Buyun before realizing she was Naksu. Because even though I do think it's souls falling for souls, he didn't fall for her because he knew she was Naksu. He fell for her because he loved her. So, there's, so here's my tiny quibble. Naksu regains her memories, and Jong-uk learns that this new love is his old love, and then they barely have a day together, um, knowing what they found before Naksu's soul leaves the body. Then generous old Solron, who's had enough of Deho, lets Naksu go back to the body, and we never get a goblin-esque reunion where Jong-uk is devastated, having lost her again, only for her to return for good. We just get a flash forward to them being husband-wife relic hunters, which I love, and is also the name of the spin-off series that we want to write for Jong-uk and Naksu, Relic Hunters. But I feel like we were robbed of the tearful, emotional reunion. So I'll probably write one for our endings rewrite the end. <laughs> I like it. Yeah. I mean, it was too... It was just like, she lets... She lets she tells Naksu, like in you know the soul space wherever they are, that she can you know return to the body, and then we just flash forward to like you know that they're back together, but we have to go through the whole like did maidservant Kim and Pak Jin have a baby? No, it's the baby. You know, it's I know. I was like fast forward. I know, like we know, we know this is all bullshit, right? Yeah. And so yes, they're running around like hunting relics together, which is great, but we never get to see him grieve losing her a second time and then get to like their final reunion. And I think that was a bit of a jip. Mm -hmm. Did I love it still? Yes. I mean, look, I, I watched this in an interesting way because I binged it pretty hard. Like I binged it over three days where I like watched like one episode then I watched two episodes, three episodes. And then I watched six episodes. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh my god so yesterday i had to fit i mean yesterday i was like uh oh like because i really wanted to finish it i didn't want to like fake that i'd watched it or watch the final episode because i was like i i don't do that in general but i was like you know like what am i gonna do like i don't know how to do this and finally i was like i'm just gonna go full bananas and so starting at about six yesterday i started watching it and I finished up at about one thirty in the evening and or in the morning and got through it. So it was good because it was like hitting like boom, 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 boom. Like, you know, I really got to see like what it's like to watch the whole thing right next to each other. Mm-hmm. And like, look, it's just it's fun. 
does it always make sense? No. Sometimes I was like, maybe it's making more sense and maybe I'm just really tired because I'm trying to like hammer through this. And like, I definitely got confused with the Firebird um, in a big way. And I got really confused about like the volcano relics that were connected to the Firebird. Like there were just some points that I was like unclear on. But overall, the character arcs, I really liked it. And I really liked the final, um, the final ending reminded me of Tale of the Nine Tail. I know we're talking about Tale of the Nine Tail a lot, but it reminded me of Tale of the Nine Tail right before we had like the very weird ending of Tale of the Nine Tail. <laughs> yes. But I won't get into the plot spoiler, but to the idea of like, oh, we're off like fighting the baddies again. And I yes. was kind of like, yeah. yeah. And it was like a fun note to end on. Although I wanted to see the, the Beauty and the Beast fight scene that they were going up against because they were chasing down the relics. I, that's <laughs> all were. I can that see now amazing. is like, yeah. <laughs> a broom. Yeah. It's on the other side of like that sword. <laughs> <laughs> a broom growling. Um, yeah. So I, I, I would say like my one quibble that really bothered me was they talked about, they all of a sudden they're like, oh, in part one, Mooduck took this potion and that's why the bells made her run wild. And I was like, wait a minute, there was no potion in part one. Like, it just was, there was a little bit of, like, retconning yeah. there. You did and see them feeding it to the queen, though. Like, that was for real. Oh, yeah, you they did. Yeah. But they never, and so I was kind of like, eh, I don't know. That was a little, that's when I was, but again, I don't, I didn't care. I really was unsure how they were going to end this. Because while I didn't necessarily have, like, a lot of attachment to this, like, little girl, Boo Yan, I had some. Like she was this, she was a little girl and she was sweet and she, she tried to destroy the ice stone because she knew it was bad. And then she was murdered. And I like her dad. Yeah. I was so like, so I, it's not like, no, I, it was Jin like Moo. Rooting, it was Jin Moo. Jin Moo, but the dad well, was like, he was there. The dad yeah, was, he was yeah, there. I mean, he didn't yeah. save her. So it, I, I wasn't necessarily like rooting for this little girl's soul to die. And that's why I was like, how are they gonna do this because i'm not gonna be like satisfied if, if a little girl's soul dies so the fact that there was like this twist of her soul being the ancient you know soul ran was was really good mm -hmm. because then i liked it um yeah it made me feel satisfied when she was basically like okay i did my duty and she like gave up the ghost because she lived two lives already yeah you know what i mean so like I thought that twist was really smart, really well done, and it left, yeah, it left me feeling satisfied, and I did enjoy the romance. Again, I do think that's, like, part one, there was a lot going on. The romance wasn't necessarily the focus on purpose. I do think part two was heavy on the romance, and yeah, it, like, gave me butterflies. I, I really, really loved it. And I and overall, I love the show. Yes. And I don't I don't yeah, I don't really care about quibbles. I don't care that it's a freshwater turtle. Like I don't because the show gave me so many feels and it made me so happy. And it also made me feel inspired as a writer. So all of that is why I love the show. Yep. 10 out of 10 would watch again. I know. And I mixed I still see clips and I'm like, oh, that's such a good show. Such a good show. I mean, truly. It was it was a good show. I I was watching it thinking it does have, I mean, it's kind of like if Goblin and Tail the Nine-Tailed had a little baby. Yeah. Fair. With, with who, but like whose soul would be in that baby? <laughs> <laughs> I think that's a good Tuesday. note to end it on. <laughs> it is. All right. Whose soul is it anyway? Right. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for listening, everyone. And we will see you next yep. time. Annyeong. Annyeong. 
Kamsamnida. Thank you for listening to Afternoon and Delight. Where can you find us outside the pod? Head on over to afternoonadelight.com. That's A F T E R N O O N A D E L I G H T.com. You'll find links to all our social media, our book recs, K pop and K skincare recs, and if you want even more Afternoon of Delight, because really who doesn't, you can join our Patreon where you can choose the patron level that's right for you. Join in daily K-drama conversations, listen to bonus podcast episodes just for patrons, and participate in our monthly live K-drama support group via Zoom. We can't wait for you to be a part of the community. Until next time, annyeong!